819 on the crosstalk on WIZM. Uh, slippery conditions. I'm getting uh, texts and emails from people who are talking about sidewalks. Less about the roads and more about the walk. So be real careful out there as the uh, snow or the uh, rain is uh, still drizzle and ice and penguin walking may be the call for the uh, for the foreseeable future all right uh, that aside rick manning our guests president to big cheese at americans for limited government man i've got quite a stack Let, uh, first of all merry christmas and thanks for talking with us rick let's start with food stamps the food stamp workfare reforms seem to be ready to boost the economy even further i'm really surprised that there may be a, a better unemployment numbers in the near future because of it. Well, I, I think the critical piece of this is um, we're going to have more people coming into the workforce. The, um, there's a skill training system in place to help people who are, are transitioning from welfare to or from food stamps into uh, the workforce. And so, um, and there's jobs available, and there's a strong demand for jobs. Um, and this provides a provides opportunity throughout the economy because let's just make an assumption people are coming would be coming in at the lowest end jobs. The fact is there are people who are working in those jobs now who are being trained for the next level jobs within their own companies so that they can end up so they can move up the ladder. And in a lot of cases, the reason people don't get moved up the ladder is because you don't have anybody to replace them at the bottom end. And so you have to keep some people at the bottom end to make that, that happen. With about 650,000 people who are going to have to uh, get on a pathway to work as opposed to being uh, strictly dependent upon food stamps. And remember, I'm talking about people who are able-bodied, people who do not have children, people who are age 18 to 49. So I'm not talking about you know, throwing the elderly off of Social Security or food stamps. I'm not talking about people who have children, single mothers with children who are struggling to get by, throwing them off of food stamps. We're talking about simply taking the 650,000 people who are able-bodied, 18 to 49, who do not have children and don't have dependents living with them, um, and, and putting those people into the back into the workforce as a requirement for them to be able to obtain food stamps. That is all this is. And but by pushing those six hundred fifty thousand into the workforce, it changes a lot. It changes because we are we have a dearth of workers. Short term, you're going to get a bump up in unemployment. But the, but the fact is, we will end up with the, with a vast majority of those people employed, and and that will drive up two things: it'll drive up labor participation, and it will drive down the unemployment rate because um, those people are going to have to be employed, are going to have to be uh, in the workforce and, and employed in order to continue to get food stamps. So no longer get food stamps and not do anything. You're going to have to go to work for 20 hours a week minimum in order to be able to qualify for those food stamps. How will Will the um, uh, mandatory $15 an hour issue impact employment numbers, you think? No, well, if, if somebody puts in mandatory 15 say the minimum wage increase will, just, will drive unemployment up. Um, it is because we know that about three out of ten jobs will be cut. Those people will be in the workforce, and it's a um, – and, you know, some people will make more money. But it, the ability to get into the workforce at the bottom end will be dramatically limited, and that's where that hurts young people most. It hurts. Uh, it hurts the people. Six hundred fifty thousand people are trying to get off of yeah, welfare. That's what I wonder. Off of food stamps. So it's a so it's a disaster for people trying to enter the workforce. And the fact is, some 
sometimes the Democrats just need to let the economy work as opposed to trying to constantly uh, force things down people's throats. Because right now we've got increased wages of 3.1% year-to-year this last number, 16 months straight of over 3% increased wages year-to-year. So we've got we've got wages going up. It's mostly going to the people in the bottom 20th percentile of the, of the wage earners, right. which means the system is working. Let it work. Well, and I still hear from people that are upset that uh, they are uh, being asked to provide for their family on minimum wage, and they need $15 an hour. And I I, you know, high school students are just SOL. You better get out of high school. You better get married and have some kids so that you can uh, depend on $15 an hour to provide for your family. Because if you're just a high school kid, you, you're, that's it. You're, that's it. You're out. Well, well, yeah, you're, let's, let's face it. If, um, uh, if you're sitting there and you're looking to employ somebody, but you're, you know, high school kids are being trained how to work. That's what's, what, what the non what the minimum wage jobs really are. We're training people how to work, how to get to work on time, how to, how to perform you know, over a period of time, follow the rules and, and perform functions, even when you're bored. Okay? It's, a, it's without going off and, and breaking every five seconds to check your Instagram or your, your uh, whatever messaging service you use. So it's a, that's what this is. I mean, it's minimum wage is training people how to work, how to be adults. Once you're, once you've sort of achieved that as a minimum wage worker, you know, the objective is to push you, get, continue your training so you can move up and get a job that highly, more highly skilled job. We know that people like the, I hear the ads on the radio all the time for electricians and, who, you know, they're advertising, come be an electrician. You know, you make over $100,000 a year in four years if you go through the apprenticeship programs. Um, and you don't have to go to college, you don't end up with a, a bunch of debt. So if you're not inclined to go to college, there are, there are pathways through the trades to be able to make a re- really good living and, and have, a, and, and have a, a, a future where you can buy a house, you can do all those things. Um, so it's not, it's not that being an electrician is it's a, it's a skill in demand, and there's lots of trade skills that are in demand, and quite honestly, uh, that's where, uh, where this administration is trying to encourage people to go. And it's where we should be working in secondary education in the, in the high schools to rebring back shop and rebring back the metal shop and the things that, that actually train people how to work with their hands so they are prepared when they get out of high school to take a job where they work with their hands. It, it's it, well. Let's talk a little about the unemployment at a fifty-year low, three and a half percent. We had conversation last week with listeners regarding uh, who gets the credit, whether it's Obama who started this trend and Trump is riding on the coattails of good numbers, uh, and businesses. In fact, got a text from someone who said businesses that decide whether they are going to expand or grow based on who's the president have other problems they need to deal with. How do you? Roll all that into a, our future unemployment and business growth. Um, economists basically said when Donald Trump said he's going to create millions upon millions of jobs, laughed at him and said we're at full employment. The reason that we have a continued growth in, in jobs and a drop, continued drop in the number of people unemployed, which is the number I'm looking at really closely, um, it's it's because. 
He cut regulations, which cut the cost of doing business. He cut corporate taxes, which cut the cost of doing business. And he's, done, he's dealt with trade deals that have changed the supply chains, that have encouraged people to, to bring work back here. That's, you know, essentially, yes, if you continue doing everything that Obama had done and you'd, had a, and you'd continue to have an employment go down, you said, Yay, it all worked. You know, it's just Obama. The fact is, this president did some dramatic, took some dramatic measures, which have had the impact of freeing up capital that can be reinvested into hiring employees and giving wages and giving wage increases. And by doing that, he's created the environment where business can, in fact, continue to expand. And that's a – a president doesn't create jobs. Let's, let's be clear. A president – Washington, D.C., the only jobs they create are government employees, and those are negative jobs. Okay? They, but what they do is they create the conditions where private sector, the private sector can create jobs. And that's what this president has done. He's created the conditions where the private sector can continue to create more and more jobs. And, in fact, he has created 7 million new jobs at a time when the – Everybody, all the smart people said it couldn't be done. And that's where we stand right now. The smart people making up different kind of excuses. And uh, in the meantime, we chug along. Uh, Our guest this morning from Americans for a Limited Government, Rick Manning. We've got lots more to talk about. He will join us again in our next half hour of FISA courts and impeachment and the uh, Barr uh, report. Uh, There's lots, lots to look forward to. Rick Manning, thanks. 